Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You may have heard about the crisis happening right now um, with Sheen and some influencers that they worked with. Um, Pretty sure everybody knows who's listened to the show, but in case you do not, Sheen is a fast fashion empire. Um, For the record, they compete with a brand like Zara. However, to a much different degree, Zara produces around 2,000 garments in 30 days. Sheen produces around 2,000 garments a day. So it's a significant gap in terms of production, quantity, sustainability, and ultimately any subsequent environmentalist issues, um, which is why Sheen has so much opposition towards it. But, you know, I also understand why a retailer like Sheen may be beneficial to somebody, especially who cannot afford or does not have access to maybe more sustainable pieces or more sustainable ways of of buying clothing or um, all of that. Um, But essentially the crisis is that uh, Sheen sent, I think it was 10 influencers to China to view their facilities and loaded them with a bunch of misinformation, things that like were very easily proven with a simple Google search. Um, maybe in about an hour, these creators would have been able to find how a lot of the information that Sheen gave them is actually already been challenged, proven false, etc., etc. Sheen has been trying to position itself for a while as a sustainable, environmentally conscious um, brand In my opinion, I think they're using a tactic called greenwashing, um, which basically means that they are molding the way that they communicate information to make it seem like things are a lot more sustainable than they actually are. And that's really in in messaging and also aligning with particular creators and selling them a, a specific dream about the company, which is not necessarily true. Um, like I said, Sheen produces around 2000 pieces a day, a day compared to Zara where it's 2000 pieces in every 30 days. So if that's public domain, this is basically where I'm going in, into the, into this conversation. As a marketer, it is very common for me to ask questions and do research. It's part of my job. I cannot do a campaign Or even create an idea for a campaign until I have done my research on the brand, the audience, 
people in general and consumer behavior in general, the vertical that they are in in general. There's a lot of research that goes into successfully marketing something to people. However, that research phase is not as normalized in influencer marketing because what ends up happening, and I know this having friends whose primary source of income is brand deals, but also I used to pay my bills uh, with brand deals when I was an influencer and in, in ad school, um, is that most of the time you get information from the brand. You get a creative brief. They supply all the information about the campaign. They give you everything and you're like, oh my God, this is so convenient and amazing. Now I don't have to do any research. And the only really research you do is like, how can I, you know, storyboard this in a cool way? Or what videos do I have that are really engaging? And how can I mimic some of the storytelling style? That's the amount of research that is done for influencers. Granted, I do think if, if it's a cause-driven influencer or like a B2B influencer, creator, educator, I do think there's a little bit more research required just based on the type of content they produce. But if it's like a lifestyle influencer or somebody who is sharing their outfits or things about their life, they're not really researching certain... The, the amount of research that they do for their content is definitely not as much as a creator who's like educating people on something or um, is spreading information about a particular cause or what have you. Um, So that being said, I don't think it is as normalized for influencers to do research prior to executing a campaign. And I don't think they are really respected when they ask questions or try to probe into the brand's intentions or the brand's, you know, or the company history, company story, anything of that nature. So Most of the time from what I'm seeing, granted, I don't know because I'm I'm not these creators, but just based on what I'm seeing, I don't see that a lot of these influencers are doing that much research. That may not be a problem until something like this happens where you partner with a brand that is like scandal central and it has so much polarization around it. There are so many haters of Shein, but they also have so many fans and people who do love the the brand and the company. Um, But it is, there's so much possibility to get into a PR scandal. You like almost sign up to participate in one the minute you work with them because you will have haters come to your page and, and dissect you and your life and your choices because you worked with a brand like Shein. Um, So essentially what happened in this particular crisis is exactly what one could have predicted, which is that these influencers were handed a creative brief and information. Actually, some of them made videos and it was very clear that they were like reading things off of like a document, I guess, that Sheen provided them. Um, And there would be people stitching who were greenwashing experts or who are production experts, product developers, you know, fashion editors, designers that are stitching this video and being like, oh my God, you could have done one simple Google search and you would have seen that like this information's not true and or misleading. Um, And I think that there needs to be a little bit more of expectation for influencers to do research because then it gets into like FTC violations which is something that every marketer is familiar with. Um, you know, what is 
constituting as as misleading or false advertising you don't need to be a lawyer to like have to know that information as a marketer um what is the difference between borrowed interest and comparative advertising what like what are all these different terms and how do you ensure essentially that you are not entering legally questionable territory um and of course people that are working within larger agencies have an entire legal department or or brands have an entire legal department that does check and balance um, any type of campaign efforts, but influencers do not have that. So I'm thinking that just based off of this alone, we're going to start seeing a lot more regulations applied on influencer marketing worldwide in terms of legal regulations. This is what constitutes as misleading. This is what constitutes as false. I think there needs to need to be classes around that and like marketing ethics um because you can get yourself into a lawsuit and a great example of that is kim kardashian who was advertising i believe it was some sort of like cryptocurrency service or some sort of financial service um also given a i assume a creative brief with a bunch of misleading or false advertising she just was like cool sounds good it's coming from the brand they must be right and she just communicated that to her audience come to find out it's not true um so i think where we might be going also in the creator economy is seeing a lot more regulations on influencer marketing and i think it is the influencer's responsibility as well to do research because here's the thing if you're advertising something on behalf of an agency and you're like one person within a large agency or you're within a brand you are not attaching your personal likeness and your personal brand to a particular brand campaign or message but as a creator as a person of influence you are so you're used as a scapegoat it's like the Kendall Jenner Pepsi situation all over again you become the scapegoat for that campaign because if you think the brand's going to protect you yeah good luck they're not they're going to go save their own ass (laughs) um and you'll have to, you know, do it yourself or pay your team overtime to help you save your ass. Um, so there's a lot of issues around that where somebody may not be directly falsely advertising something, but because you are commuting, you are communicating or being essentially being a vessel for a brand's false advertising or misleading advertising efforts, then technically you are falsely advertising on behalf of a brand. So I'm kind of curious. I think I would love to get like a legal expert to chat more about that on the show, obviously because I'm not an attorney um, or a lawyer of any kind. But I'm curious what somebody who is in the legal field would say about something like this or about influencers and and advertising regulations around that because I don't I'm not even particularly confident that like influencers know the FTC like the back of their hand which they should you know um so it's kind of interesting how it's a little bit of a different advertising landscape or a different marketing landscape than if you are employed by a brand and are doing what they tell you to do from within a brand or within an agency it's just like a completely different landscape when you are not only doing Um, executing a marketing effort on behalf of a brand, but you are also attaching your personality, face, likeness, and ultimately 
your your own brand equity as an individual to that message and to that campaign and and becoming liable for that so it's, it's kind of interesting i'm curious um what somebody in the legal field would say so if you are a lawyer and attorney and you're listening to this and you want to talk hit me up i'd love to have a conversation about this because i'm very interested <laughs> thank you so much for taking this show to 16 thousand plus streams in just a short period of time. I am forever grateful. Our next goal for Kindly Gifted is to dominate these motherfucking charts. And for that, I need your help. If you could do me a quick favor and click follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on and drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, that would greatly help us climb the charts because transparently speaking, that's the only way that we can do it. I need you to click follow, click subscribe, and again, drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, and let's get us to number one. Thank you again so much, and tune into the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're listening to this, it means you've reached the end, and I'm so grateful that you tuned in to another episode of Kindly Gifted. If you don't mind to give this show your honest rating and review, I'd greatly appreciate it, and click follow or subscribe to keep up with new episodes. If you want to chat about what you just heard in this episode, I'm all ears. You can find me on Instagram at Katarina Tarantiva or on TikTok with the same handle, and I'll link both of them in the show notes below. If you want to chat with me one-on-one or maybe get some accessible resources on how it is that you can create invigorating marketing for your brand or develop your personal presence online as a person of influence, check out my stand store. I'll also link that in the show notes and there's more goodies coming your way. So don't forget to bookmark the link as well. Anyways, that's my spiel and I'll see you in the next episode.